Welcome to the Black Women Unfiltered podcast, a podcast that explores the unfiltered journeys of Black women in discovering their purpose, owning their truth, and embracing their path of self-growth. This podcast encourages Black women to use their voices to reflect on their life experiences and expound on their truths that shape them into the woman they are now. This is Black Women Unfiltered, and I'm your host, Whitney Sam. Hey guys, welcome back to the first episode of the new year. First things first, happy new year, happy 2021. I feel like we have so much to catch up on. I hope you guys are well rested from 2020. I've definitely enjoyed my break from the podcast and enjoying my son and my husband and lots of family time over the holidays. Anybody else feeling like 2021 is just 2020 with a little bit of makeup on? I know you guys are probably watching the news and saw that crazy capital incident a couple weeks ago. So let's just keep America in prayer because we definitely need it. But I'm back, back in the guest chair. Well, I guess not the guest chair, I guess my chair. Back in the chair to speak with you guys. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about a few things. The new direction of the podcast, my journey to finding my purpose and owning my truth. And then at the end, I got a few little tips on how to find your purpose. So make sure you stick around to find out those tips and I hope they can help you in a great way. So let's jump right into it. The new direction of the podcast. So I signed up for a podcast moguls masterclass by Nikayla Matthews Akome. And she is my, I guess you could say my podcast hero or shiro, someone I look up to. And in efforts to make this podcast better, I decided to go ahead and take the plunge and sign up for the course. So she has us go through some modules. And so in the first module, she has us redefine our topic. And I thought my topic was perfect, (laughs) but it's not. Like you have to be honest with yourself. You have to do the work. So as I'm going through the first module, She asked us a question that said, what would you talk about if you were not making any money? And for me, the three things I would talk about if I wasn't making any money was finding my purpose, self-growth, and owning your truth. And when I thought about that, I thought about how I had my podcast topic, which originally was to encourage and empower Black women to share their life experiences about topics we don't talk about often in the community. And I think that's a great topic, but it's very broad. And so I needed to narrow it down so that when I market my podcast or when I tell people what my podcast is about, they can get a greater scope and then, you know, invite the right people to listen and the right audience because as you know, not every podcast is for everybody. And so with that being said, we also have to interview 
10 people about the podcast and talk to them. So they call them your perfect listener interviews. And so I did a 10 of them. And what I found out is a lot of my listeners are in this phase of life where they're trying to basically rediscover themselves and rediscover their purpose and how they were living life before. They're trying to make changes. So basically like a self-discovery, self-reflection phase. And that led me to really sit down and think about what stories need to be brought to the chair. And so I thought of three categories. So finding your purpose, owning your truth, meaning walking in your truth, owning things about yourself, flaws and all, how to battle that, what society says versus what I believe, and then self-growth. I can talk about self-growth all day. And so I want to normalize finding your purpose after your 20s, just because I feel like we get this story from society that in your 20s, you're supposed to have it all, like you're supposed to get the job, like graduate college, um, get married, have children, and then you realize, at least for me, 30 hit and I had an aha moment and I was like, well, that's not true. I mean, I did get married. I did have a, I didn't have my child till I was 30, but I didn't find or really lean into my purpose or passion in my twenties at all. So where I'm going with the podcast now is I'm bringing black women to the table to talk about their purpose, the journey of finding their purpose. And in the journey, within the journey of finding their purpose, talk about those self-growth moments that they had and then owning any truths in their journey to find their purpose and passion. And so I can't wait to share that with you guys. And I'm super excited for that to come. And so next I want to talk about my own journey to finding my own purpose and passions because I can't bring people to the table and not share that part with you guys. So recently, I would say in the last about six months, I have been in a redefining myself space. So I've been going back and thinking about my 20s And what I have learned, where I have failed, where I had tremendous success, what was important to me, what wasn't important to me, just, you know, and try not to repeat patterns in my 30s that I did not like from my 20s. And one thing that came to mind was... I'm not working in my purpose or my passion. And that really hit me hard. And the reason why it hit me so hard is because I am a dreamer. And then one of my top five strengths is futuristic. And so I live in the future a lot. That's a hard battle, trying to enjoy the present as we speak. But I live in the future a lot. I talk about dreams. I talk about purpose. I could talk, I could talk to you about dreams and purpose every single day. Me and my husband have tons of like in-deep conversations about purpose and passions and finding your truths and relearning behaviors and all these things. 
And that's just what I love to talk about. And so I realized in my 20s that I was so worried about making sure I had a job so I didn't lose my job, making sure I had income, like making sure I was giving more to my friendships and giving more to relationships. And I had totally ignored Whitney. And Whitney, that's me. That's who I am. So if I'm ignoring myself and my own desires, because I was always putting other people first, other situations first, like I was being a cheerleader for other people, trying to like start ideas with other people, not realizing that all that was deflecting and taking away from what I wanted to do with my journey and my purpose. So I'm going to walk you guys a little bit through that. So I am 31, Ooh, be 32 later on this year, but I'm young, so I'm still 31. And I graduated college in 2011. And when I originally went to college, I majored in criminal justice and I was going to be a lawyer. And then I took the LSAT and I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. And then I thought about how I only wanted to be a lawyer because I only wanted money. And then eventually I was going to not be a lawyer because I wanted to do something else. So that was that journey. So then I graduated in 2011 and I started working for a company that was called Ashford University. And I worked in their department for matriculation evaluating transfer credits while I was waiting to go back to school to get my master's in public administration. Had no idea what I was going to do with that. Still don't know why I was going down that road. But I ended up not doing that at all. I ended up getting my master's in organizational management and getting a specialization in human resource management. I got that in 2013 because I was going to go into the human resource field. So no one tells you HR is probably one of the hardest departments to get in ever. I still haven't gotten in there um, with that dream in the back of my mind, but I didn't really break in. And so I quit my job in 2013, June, and I thought, you know, being 23 and young, I could bounce back and find a job like that. Well, definitely not the case and definitely not in California. I was unemployed for about eight, nine months. And then in that time, I picked up like a retail job. So then I got into working for another company where they sell products to college and universities. And I was in their like data acquisitions catalog departments. And I stayed there for four years and I can now say I'm not there anymore. I hated it. It was so not me, so beneath what I felt like I was qualified for, but I needed it because I was so afraid of not having income because I was unemployed for so long and I need to clean up debts. And the pay was terrible, guys. Like $14 an hour with a college degree and a master's is like, what the heck? So I did that and I... And then, like, back then, I was like, I could leave. I could do this. I could do that. But I stayed because I was afraid. And then I stayed because I was getting job. I was getting raises, like, significant amount of money raises. And then, like, I come from a family, and most of us do, where our parents say, you got to stay. You got to get a good job. Like, that's (laughs) – sorry. (laughs) That's one of the things that baby boomers say. Like, 
that generation, like, oh, you got a good job. You got benefits. And you're like, all right, okay. You qualify that as a good job. I qualify it as burned out, overworked, and underpaid. But that's cool. You know, it is what it is. And so I did that. And then I got a promotion into event planning and marketing. And I was like, cool, this is where I want to be. But I ended up having to switch and make a life change because I got pregnant. And in honest and transparency, my marriage was sort of struggling with long distance. My husband was in one state, I was in another. So I went all in and betted on me and him when we got in a better space. And I moved to Maryland. And then I thought I took a job that was event planning. That's how they sold it to me. But in reality, it wasn't event planning. It was more like or is administrative work and like cleaning up after grown people. I'm not here for that, but that's where we are today. And so I think about my journey in corporate. And for me, I am very career oriented. And that part of me feels like it's missing. Like that I haven't fulfilled that within myself. Like I've seen some of my girlfriends make it. Like people I know make it and like, I am not a hater. I am here for everyone. I'm rooting for everyone black, like Issa Rae says. And I just want to be in that. I just want to join them in that. Join them in saying, hey, this is what I love. This is my purpose. This is what I'm doing. So it sent me on a search for that. And I think about my 20s, how many times I ignored me being burned out and fatigued and how I would just coax myself into getting over like just working for someone else. And to be honest, corporate life is not for me. Right now I'm at a space where I can handle it because I know like I have certain priorities. That's what comes with age is wisdom. I know that I have certain priorities that I need to get done. And that right now my full-time job provides me support to do my purpose and my passions. And so I think about those moments that I really ignored, you know, not leaning into my purpose and my passion. And then I had my son and I felt like my son was the last defining moment for me. And what I mean by that is that having him, I got lost in motherhood for a little bit, but I made a promise to myself before I even had children or a child that I would not lose myself. And I'm sticking to that. That is that is a me holding me accountable goal and me only. And so when I had him, I thought about how I always wanted a life where I can be a wife, be a mother, have a career, and it balances. Now I understand just knowing that some things will fall, not all things will go into place, But if I have an ounce, 20% of changing my life, I need to do it. And now is the time while he's young and while it's just him before I even consider adding more children to the madness. And so with him, it made me really think about like, what are you passionate about? What is your purpose? Like, where do you want to be in life? So I have always been a Black girl advocate, a Black woman advocate. I've always felt for the Black woman. And so I've always said that my purpose was to help Black women. And I feel like I do that. I feel like 
I help where needed, like my friends can come to talk to me about anything in a non-judgmental space. Like, you know, we talk about life. We talk about purpose. Like I have an accountability group called Girlfriends. And we talk about it all. Yes, we talk about our goals and stuff, but we talk about life. We talk about husbands. We talk about children. We talk about career path. And we get advice from each other. And it's really just a non-judgmental space. And I felt that it was time for me to lean into that, which is one of the reasons why I created the podcast. But new things are coming my way. And I've decided that not only do I want to do the podcast, but I want to be a life coach. And I know people are like, life coach? And I was like, yeah, I thought the same thing. But I'm not I'm not into counseling. And I'm not into, in real, real transparency, I'm not into listening to like people's problems all days like therapists do. I think you have to have a special, you know, capacity for that because you have to deal with a lot of information being loaded upon you and then learn how to not take that with you. And so with coaching... It's a different approach because, you know, you're moving forward and you're talking about the future and you're helping people find their purpose and their passion. And that's what I feel like I was on this earth to do is to help people find their purpose and their passion. And specifically, I want to help black women because it's important to me that our generation, especially the millennial generation, we take time to make sure that we are present in every facet that we can be in careers where like little girls can see us. And so I want to be able to one day a little black girl walk up to me and say, what are you? And I go, I'm a life coach. And I want her to be able to say, well, what is a life coach? And I can tell her what a life coach is. I can inspire her hopefully to get her in the industry one day or, you know, wherever she wants to go. I just want her to know that black women are in every aspect of life goals and careers. And so that's super important to me. And also like being a serial entrepreneur, that's important to me too. So yes, I have a lot of purpose and passions. You don't have to just have one. So I have life coach. I have this podcast. I have wanting to be a serial entrepreneur and pass down general wealth. Like, yeah, you could say, oh, that's what you want to do. But no, I feel like that's my purpose and my passion to continue the legacy of my family. I feel like my parents did give me a good foundation, but it's up to me to move forward. And so I saw a quote on Instagram that described perfectly what I was feeling about what I want. And so the quote talks about freedom and it says, no alarm, no rush, no stress, no pointless meetings, no bad vibes, nap when you want, see your friends when you want, follow your own schedule and peace. This is freedom. And that's what I want. I want freedom to walk into my purpose and my passion, and I'm going for it, especially this year. Putting the foot on gas, keeping my head down, and doing what I need to do. And so that's where my purpose and my passion leads me into my new ventures. And so to wrap up this episode, I want to talk to you guys about ways you can find your purpose. So I tried to research, Google search, how to find your purpose. 
And then I realized that finding your purpose and what you're passionate about, I feel like those could be interchangeable, is such a personal journey that no one can tell you how to do it. Like no one can give you the advice that you need. Like people can help you along the way, but in all all honesty, it's up to you. It's up to you to find your purpose and your passion, do that deep soul searching. And I encourage you to do that, especially if you're in a spot right now where you're not living the life you want to live. If you're having corporate burnout, if you're having parent burnout, if you're having relationship fatigue, like whatever is going on, take some time, even if it's like five, 10 minutes a day, because we all have busy lives and do some like soul searching and some reflecting. And if you're single, take full advantage of that um, because you have the time to and really lean into yourself and really get to know yourself. I am really enjoying learning about myself and relearning about myself because who I was prior to being a mother is different than who I am now. Yes, the core of me is the same, but my life is not the same. And that's for anybody that's going through self-growth. Your core values and what you desire are pretty much the same. But as you grow and expand, you know that, you know, different parts of you or what you used to allow doesn't fit who you are now. And that's why you create boundaries and things of that sort. But in the end game, here are six questions that I think you can use to help you think about finding your purpose and your passion and kind of what I did in finding mine as I'm self-reflecting. The first question is, what are you passionate about? And really think about that. And I love this quote from Oprah. She says, find your passion and it will lead you to your purpose. And I think that says it all right there. Next question, what do you absolutely love to do that you would do it for free? And I've asked people who've asked me about like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do or I'm transitioning. And I always ask them, what do you love so much that you would do for free? And a lot of people look at me crazy. But the reason why I ask this question is because most of the times when you get your purpose and your passions off the ground, if you're going to go into the business world, like you're not going to get paid right away. So there has to be some joy and fulfillment that comes from what you love to do. And you love it so much that you would do it for free. Like I would do this podcast for free. Like I would talk to someone about their purpose and passion for free without life coaching. Like, yes, that is what I want to do so that I can make income for my family. But if, you know, someone who I met in the DMV needed advice, I would do it for free. Like it's just what I love to do and what I'm passionate about and what I feel like my purpose is. And then question number three, what mark do you want to leave on the world? Like, think about it. Like when you die, what do you want to leave on the world? Like, what do you want people to say about you? What do you want to feel like you've done and you've accomplished? Um, That's definitely important. And then, you know, What do you want to leave a legacy to your kids or not? Just think about that. Think about the imprint that you want to leave on the world. And then question number four, what do people say you're good at? Ask 
two to three close friends. Ask your spouse, ask your parents. If you're not, you know, really sure what you do good at, you'll be surprised at what people tell you. Like people tell me all the time, like I can talk to you about goals or I like how organized you are or like you really hit the mark on this. And it's just like, wow, how people view you. Sometimes you don't even view yourself. So it's always good to get input from people, but make sure that it's people that you trust and have your best interest at heart. Question number five, what brings you joy and pure happiness? And I thought this question, it's probably really emotional based, but really think about that. Like, what do you really enjoy doing or what activities or what have you created? If you're a creative person, like what really brings you joy? What really brings you pure happiness? What makes you feel like you could wake up and do it? Like what just, you know, gets you into your happy place where you are at? peace, you're calm, like really lean into that and really think about that. And then lastly, for my, you know, spiritual people and people that feel like they're called and people who believe in God, I think the last question you should ask yourself is, what do you feel that you're called to do? And that is a conversation between you and God and or you and your higher being. And you talk about that and you think about that and just, you know, what do you feel compelled to do? What do you feel called to do? Is it to help people? Is it to rescue dogs and cats? Like, you know, just really think about that. So I think those six questions, and I'll I'll link to them in the show notes. I think those six questions are great starters for you to start thinking about what your purpose is what your passions are, where you want to go on life. And let me know if they work for you. For those who listen to this episode, let me know if that works out for you. Wrapping it up, I am super excited to bring you stories from Black women finding their purposes, owning their truth and their purpose journey and them self-growth moments. And of course, I want to still talk about the issues that we don't talk about and make sure I bring those to the forefront as well. So I haven't forgot about that, guys, but I'm hoping that you will stay with me on this journey. I thank you all for rocking with me so far, and I can't wait to see what 2021 brings us. Once again, if I haven't said it enough, Happy New Year. May your year be great. May your goals be crushed. May you find a new you. Lean into all that, sis. I will talk to you guys next week. Hey, Queen. Thanks for listening to the Black Woman Unfiltered podcast. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other Black queens like you, who are searching to hear stories about Black women finding their purpose and owning their truth, find the show. If you want to hear more from me, follow me on Instagram at Black Women Unfiltered Podcast. Also, check out the website at www.blackwomanunfiltered.net for weekly episode recaps. As always, have a great week.